Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sit, Relax, and Let's Talk. This is, of course, yours truly, Mark Rivera. It's, again, an honor and a pleasure to be here with you all listening. Thank you so much. And, you know, as always, it's always a, an amazing experience, and it's always a blessing, and it's awesome to be able to have special guests on here with us. And uh, it's nighttime already, so I'm going to say tonight, but, you know, whatever time you're listening to this, thank you. Appreciate it. Morning, evening, nighttime, thank you. So uh, in this session, I have, we have here, drum roll, Rebecca Yannis. She is doing her MFC and her PCC at Cal Baptist University, along with us, being part of the we'll say the extended cohort, you know, we're all, we're all cohort, it's awesome. And she's in the three-year track and had the pleasure of being able to see her today in class in our uh, marriage and family therapy child and adolescent class. And uh, told her, hey, uh, how are you busy tonight? And she said, you know what, no, I'm free. And honestly, I was not expecting that, but thank you so much. Rebecca, I appreciate it. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing great. I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you so much for, for accepting the invitation. How did it feel when I told you and I came up to you? Hey, Rebecca, what are you doing tonight? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm kind of random. <laughs> Pretty random, right? Pretty random. But just to clarify, no. It's, uh, are you free tonight to, to do a... To do a a, an episode for the podcast and yeah how did that how did it feel when when I asked you again for like the third time <laughs> I've never been on a podcast so I was interested I was wondering really? what interesting you've never been on one awesome so what, what are your what are your thoughts so far how are you feeling um mm, I don't know <laughs> I'm not sure she is not sure of her feelings right now it's okay no problem we're, we're warming up warming up okay, do you feel nervous though a little a little nervous okay good me too so it's, it's both of us I always get nervous when I'm on here just in case everybody hears sometimes I, I do make mistakes I do have little bloopers unfortunately can't really edit and take them all out so yeah whenever you hear those it's because I was nervous okay so definitely so Rebecca, it's so awesome to be able to uh, to have this uh, podcast session with you. Um, you know, now that we're doing this on video, you know, uh, we've transitioned now from just uh, I used to do just pure audio, and you know, you can't really see who you're talking to. You know, you're just kind of like looking around and like kind of like just talking. But like this now of like being able to do these um, interviews and these conversations, like like not face to face, you know but like actually looking at each other uh, through the screen. Like, uh, how does it feel? Does it feel comfortable? Uh, does it feel cool? What do you think? Hmm. It feels comfortable. It's definitely more human than just talking over a phone. Yeah, it is. And thank you to everybody that's done the podcast before. And we've done it like over the phone and we've done it over, you know, just audio. And thank you so much, everybody. You've done such a wonderful job. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, um, definitely putting up, if you've seen through the um, Instagram, I'm putting each episode that we've done and I'm getting the picture of who it was and I'm just 
giving you that quote of the one of like a, you, everybody's saying so many powerful things that it's hard to just pick one thing. You know, it's hard just for like you here today. Like I'm going to keep my ears open and just listen to all that valuable content, you know, to all that like solid material that you're going to talk about and just see like, okay, what am I going to quote you for? You know, it's awesome. <laughs> So, no what was that? I said no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. No, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. So, tell me or tell us, Rebecca, about your 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 story. What was it that kind of brought you into the program to begin with? Kind of into counseling psychology. What what brought you into this? Um, it's actually kind of an extreme story. So, I was at a job where it was like a corporate job that made good money. It was entry level, um, but I felt like just super depressed. Like I felt like if this was the rest of my life, like I just didn't even want to continue because I just, it was just, to me, there was no point in what I was doing. Like there was like, I didn't feel like I was doing anything. There was no passion in it. The only point was that it makes money. Um, mm -hmm. so I was really unhappy there. And it kind of hit ahead because of just so many different things. Like my uncle passing, um, I went through a really hard um, separation with a partner and and then like, just like a bunch of just different things that kind of came to head at once all mm -hmm. at like in a point in my life. And yeah. so I really, really anxious due to depression. Didn't, you know, back then I didn't realize that depression leads to like really bad anxiety. Mm -hmm. and I finally went and got like help. And while I was in there getting help, um, cause like actually was partially hospitalized because of it, because it was like, I was so like severely like not able to function. Like I got so depressed and anxious. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping. Like I was just not functioning. I got, really? so it got severe enough that I um, was partially hospitalized. And so I would meet different people that obviously like I was diagnosed with major depression disorder and like um, anxiety disorder. But some of these people had like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, or, like some very serious disorder, yeah. but I really liked all of them. That's what was so funny about it. <laughs> you're front row experiencing not yeah. just your own pain and sufferings, right? Your own thing, but like witnessing and seeing all these other, like, and we're talking about schizophrenia. We're talking about all that stuff, like front row seat to all that. Oh my God. Yeah, it was. It was super intense and it freaked me out at first, to be honest, because I used to have kind of almost a phobia of mental illness, which is really? actually chronic. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I'd seen it with family and I was always like, oh, you know, we never talked about it. It was a bad thing. Um, but when I, um, was around these people, some of them were just depressed like me and they were some of the kindest people I'd ever met. And when they asked me how I was, they actually cared like mm -hmm. genuinely about how I felt, mm -hmm. which was different because most times people don't care. And so it started with the love of the actual people that were going through these things, like an actual love of them. Wow. And like one guy that he was schizophrenic. And, um, like I wasn't around people like that a lot, but you would see them kind of, if you were like getting treatment in like the facility. And I remember, like I said something to him and like, he kind of like, like he was in like an episode at the time, but you could mm -hmm. see that went through him and he like actually smiled wow. and you could see like the humanity in him and how yeah. like honestly just ill, like he was just yeah. ill. And then there was another lady she freaked me out though because she had a bipolar disorder with hallucinations and mm -hmm. she told me there was like purple elephants floating all around oh, nice so did, did you actually look around you were like Where? yeah i did I, like, looked around, <laughs> like um like it freaked me out like it did it scared me mm -hmm. but 
through going through that and then um I even went through Loma Linda's program too uh-huh. like through a couple of different programs to trying to find the right help because it's not always easy as going to one place mm-hmm. I just many different people and and also like watching people heal like there was one that was um transgender and uh-huh. he not getting accepted by his father and none of us even knew he was transgender but when he finally came out of his shell and he started being happy and opening up it was just so awesome to see him go from this little shoveled person to like up so it was just that transformation huh yeah Yeah, and that's what um when i was going through that and the personal change i went through like going from what i was to where i became Mm -hmm. and i know i work to do throughout my life yeah to me it was like this is a really important thing that needs Mm. to be in the world and then I was also so curious and fascinated and no longer afraid of like different illnesses like if anything I wanted to learn more about them I wanted to help these people and so that's where it really started is having to go through like reach a really low point where I had to get help myself to realize Mm. this is what I actually want to do Wow, that's, that's such an amazing story, you know, as wow, just kind of picturing, you know, just kind of like, uh, as you were telling that, I was just, you know, kind of imagining all that stuff going on, you know, and it's, it's amazing. So for you to actually experience that personally, right, the depression, and the anxiety yourself, and going through that process of, okay, getting treatment and doing all that stuff and, and dealing with that, and seeing firsthand, like, you know, like, the level of like what the world, that world, or the world that we're in now, right? This world, for all those listening, the world of, we call it psychotherapy, you want to call it, you know, all these illnesses. And to be like front row and like to get to experience all that, right? That was just like, I, I could picture it. Like it was just, it was amazing, perplexing. And it was just like so um, inviting, right? Because that awoke your curiosity. Yeah, we were around Alzheimer's patients in one of the areas. And there was, um, there's some funny Alzheimer's patients, like, like you, you see the humor in it too. And then like, Uh yeah, a lot of the more depressed patients had really dark humor, which (laughs) you should not feed into dark humor. (laughs) They had some jokes. Oh my God. How dark is dark? Um, you're well, we watching the, the TV and they're talking about someone that committed suicide and then he was uh-huh. like a success story and I was like what? like we wow. all laughing because a lot of people had like been suicidal or something so he was like yeah. look at sex a success story and I was like <laughs> but we all started dying <laughs> like, oh my god he doesn't have to suffer no more look at that yeah but I think it was just it was being human with other people yeah. being truly human yeah um, a lot of your walls kind of came down when you're around people mm-hmm. that you know that you had been going that you had like kind of reached the same spot yeah. you know you a really low point which because yeah. the majority of everybody was just depressed mm-hmm. like um, clinical depression yeah so it was it was a very human thing and it showed me this is something that I feel like I can be on the other side and have true true passion because I really, truly understand. Mm-hmm. And Rebecca, that's amazing, because I think that's something that we all kind of have in common, you know, in one way or another. It's like we all kind of have our little thing that we're dealing with, you know, our little personal personal stories, you know, that, that we all have, you know. 
I'm going to share mine's eventually, you know, I'm just waiting. It's a little, it's a little sad, but hey, you know what? But it's in another time, but it's so amazing though to hear that from you because I, I hear that a lot, you know, from us that are in this field, that are hearts and, and what what is it that's inside of us that, that makes us want to go into this, this, this type of work, which is, it's not easy. It's, it's very emotional, very draining. You know, uh, what else? Give, give me some more description. What else could we talk about that it does? It's, I don't know. It requires How do you... you to not like think about yourself all the time, you know? Like a lot of jobs, it's very much like you are kind of like trying to step on people to work your way up, but that's not really this job. Like it shouldn't be this job. Like that's not what you're about when you go uh -huh. in. And for me, I was like, even if it's like the hard work, it's the kind of hard work I felt like I could do. Like, yeah. because like for me, there was a, there. it's worth it. It's worth mm -hmm. it. Like for me, money is not worth it enough to do certain things, but yeah. to actually be something in this world that helps it yeah. is for me worth actually going and doing the work. Definitely, right? The kind of like the, the result that you get from it and and like we said you don't immediately get to see like what are the 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 rewards or the results of the work you put in right I mean sometimes you'll you'll go and you'll have like that experience of like you know okay you see a little bit something I mean after you've been working with someone for like a month two months you know three months like okay you start seeing a little bit of changes and, and they realize it too and you're talking and say oh man this is awesome great job keep up the good work you know this is amazing you're doing great now let's move on to the next thing what are we going to tackle next? you know so that's like type of reward right but you don't always get to see that and, and that's kind of like yeah. one of the things about this job right it's not necessarily rewarding in that manner that like it gives you like that oh hey yeah right what do you yeah, think what do you think about that see how like they do like get better because I think a lot of it is like what the professor says like a lot of it is done outside of therapy so like you help them in like these ways that are very detrimental like just like certain pivotal points but mm -hmm. then they walk it out on their own yes yeah so kind of like with with yourself let's talk about so you're in the in the three-year program which is not technically like three years right but you know they, they call it two and a half right it's like just like the the two and a half year program is not two and a half it's just two years in a, in a semester but you know hey but um anyway so you're in your second year right and you're still not um you're still not at that point of having your 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 practicum site and everything so you're going through a lot of the experience of like, you know, kind of preparing and learning from preparing for it, right? Kind of like mm -hmm. listening to all this stuff. So as we're in the same class together, right? Kind of in this uh, kind of the child and adolescent class. And uh, there are several uh, there who are in an internship and who have clients and who are, are talk about their experiences and talk about that stuff. Tell me, how does that, how did that sound for you? Kind of like that you haven't gotten there yet but like what emotions and like what thoughts are like going through your head as you're listening to all these people, especially that one guy, Mark, cause that guy, Mark, he talks a little bit, right? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, Mark, this guy, that talks, like, he likes to share a lot of stuff. But anyways, so what do you feel like when you're hearing like these stories and like these, like, you know, like these I victories feel, and like these, 
nervous because like I want to be doing the same so for me it like makes me want to get into a job where I'm kind of already starting to do that even if I'm not in my practicum um but it kind of just makes me nervous because for me my biggest thing is like that first step in there that first person you're ever going to talk to that first all of that like it's just like like nerve-wracking and nervous like and then another thing too is like I don't feel like I look very old. I feel like I look younger and yeah. I don't. No, you don't look old. You don't, I don't look know. old. Besides, yeah, I don't... how old are you? You're like, what, 26, 27? I'm 28. Twi- I don't look very old in the sense that like, <laughs> I'm also wondering like how I'm going to be taken when I actually do do practicum. Uh-huh. Like, I have to honestly dress professional, very professional and uh-huh like really go like the full thing to try to make sure like, that, like okay. yeah more older more professional because I there's times I feel like I can still look like I'm in high school or something and like uh-huh. I'm to you for help you know and you're looking so young like that's one thing that I hope is not yeah. a barrier when I start to try to help and treat people is mm-hmm. that they that as a barrier between me and and helping them because my family just looks young in general like we don't yeah. really start older into like maybe our 50s uh-huh. so I'm not gonna be looking like old and so I'm just like I hope that people can take me seriously and yeah. I'm also a little more meek in certain ways like I don't like to be I don't like to be super assertive when it's not needed I like uh-huh. to be smarter and and more malleable yes in the long run because I don't feel like there's a need to be assertive all the time uh-huh. I also wonder if that will be okay or if I will have to learn how to be more assertive in certain mm-hmm. ways. like I don't because like sometimes I feel like I am too passive on certain mm-hmm. things for me a lot of times I don't think a lot of things are huge deals um because they're not like you know a lot of times things don't have to be a huge deal but if you're smaller if you're a female too like sometimes you need to be more assertive so that you can yeah kind of get the respect and to be heard I'm like all right am I gonna have to learn how to be assertive without being disrespectful or like Mm -hmm. I'm wondering how I'm gonna have to balance like certain ways of being in my professional career that like that's like my thing thinking out throughout the like what's gonna happen yeah no and it's it's such a it's such a a you know um it's such a good way of thinking you know it's such a uh it's a valid thought to have and to kind of think like okay you know where do i in this situation maybe and not it might not work for me or or what should i do you know to to prevent and to avoid all these things kind of just looking ahead looking looking at the distance right i'm going to tell you i'm going to share with you a little bit of kind of like for myself it's crazy because once you once you start and once you're you're there like once you're in the field you know once you're once you're out there and you come across like just you know you come across a variety you know we're talking about like napoleon you know we're talking about the no not napoleon what's the ice cream is that the the flavor all flavors which one neapolitan the neapolitan yeah <laughs> close that was close the neapolitan right? all kinds of flavors it's like you're gonna get like all types of you know not just situations and not just like okay what what you know symptoms you're gonna get all types of uh conditions and trying to make all these you know assessments and just trying to figure out 
but you're also going to get all types of personalities and all types of characters. And for me, one of the things that I've that I've experienced and that I, I'm, I'm continuing to learn from is that for me, one of the big things is that when I come across older people, especially when I'm talking about like now um, couples and, and, you know, I'm kind of trying to talk to them, you know, like giving them advice and talk to them about like couples. Right. And then I'm trying to give them advice. I always want to say something like kind of like, you know, like I've, you know, experienced, you know, and I've had this and I've had that. Right. And just to kind of give myself a little bit of, you know, so this is what I'm telling you this, or, you know, uh, I, I've been able to, to, uh, you know, uh, look into this and I and I've done a lot of research you know just stuff like that you know, just to give myself a little bit of you know a little bit more like value to my word and stuff but the reality for me something that I've seen is that it's just honestly all about like your delivery it's all about the kind of um connection that you're having it's all about the the relationship that you're having and what they're feeling the rapport that you're having with them you know once you are in the same vibe once you're you've gotten to them and they're like listening to you all that stuff goes out the door you know all those other thoughts of like uh, do you know like do you have any experience all this stuff once you have that connection and once you you yourself have that connection with yourself and you're like you know what yes I, I know what I'm talking about even though sometimes you really don't you know you're just kind of just out there and you know you're kind of like thinking all this stuff but uh, it, it's it's interesting, you know. I'm saying when when you're when you're one on one, when you're in these situations, um, the variables are what have and determine a lot of kind of like what's going on. You know, yes, presentation. Yes, how do you communicate? How have you established your rapport? Right? Do they do they trust you? You know. Do they do they see you as a you know have you have you gotten that respect from them yet you know like do they see you like mm -hmm. you know what this is a yeah this is a therapist okay so tell me more so what can I do you know so it's kind of like that interesting what do you what do you think about that about the rapport I think rapport is really important. I think that being able to just kind of connect with someone on a human level is essentially what rapport is. And one thing like is that they always say in classes to be authentic. And I think for me, I was like, that's not a problem because <laughs> I suck at lying. I suck at pretending to be another person. Uh -huh. I suck at all of that. I've always had. I always uh -huh. have the reason why like in certain, certain social settings where like that's a big thing. I've always not fit in because I'm really bad at being inauthentic of who I actually am. Uh -huh. So for me, they say that, I'm like, oh, I don't think that'd be too hard of a problem. I think at first it may be a little like trying to get past my nervousness to be more just, just me. Mm -hmm. But as far as like putting on any kind of show, I don't have like an interest in doing that in life, um, let alone like my career. So for me, I think like that is something that I want to be and do. It's mm -hmm. just more Sometimes when you're your authentic self, like you're going to see like what patients you do really well with and maybe what patients you don't always do well with. Yeah. Because maybe some patients like how you are more authentically, but maybe some patients don't like how you are more authentically. Uh -huh. Like and me, my I grew up in a really blunt family. So for me <laughs> at times it's best to be very direct, especially yeah. certain things. It's probably best to just be very direct with them. Yeah. Because not 
they're just never going to see it or or maybe this is something that's like a real problem behavior that you shouldn't to be toe around yeah and so for me I can feel like I um I am a direct person and that but I'd be like not knowing if I should allow myself to be blunt as not blunt because mm-hmm. I, I would think about it but like direct, direct yes because I've learned um in the past that people don't always like to be told honest truths even if they're not they're not criticisms either they're just honest truths they're observations they're things so it's just like trying to know when to say it or maybe know how to say it or maybe yeah. not them but you're leading you're having guiding questions like you're just going to ask them questions until they eventually get to that point that you already see you know yeah so so now kind of like as we're talking about this and we're talking about like all these experiences and like what you're listening what you're hearing especially in this podcast because you know in this podcast the guests that come on here you know they talk about their experiences and I know you've listened to every single one of the the podcasts (laughs) on here right you listen to every episode right yes awesome thank you so much you're amazing um but as that all this is happening and all this is, is going on like um what are your what are your thoughts of kind of like uh as you're still proceeding and carrying on the rest of your classes and going to like now let's look into like the the future like where where do you see yourself now that you weren't like when you first started the program to like where you are now like how do you feel like that you've grown and how do you feel like your experiences so far have have helped you or maybe not help you (laughs) um I think that theory and um um obviously we need to learn the things like the DSM-5 the theories um one thing I really like about CBU is that they're not super um they're human about it like we we talk about people as humans we talk about these things relating to human beings Mm -hmm. I'm so sorry. No worries. Um, <laughs> no worries, though. No, no worries. That was my cat coming yes. into my room. <laughs> but, um, but we talk about these things relating to human beings, and I like that because I remember I was going, in my undergrad, I was going to do psychology, but that actually was not my undergrad major because uh-huh. I remember how unhuman it felt when they would talk about things and talk about, I don't know, like, it's just like, talk about like the mental illness and that's like what this person is their mental illness like not with the heart a soul a mind and Uh so many complexities behind these symptoms um and i love that cbc is never not cbc cbu uh um done that they've always made it clear that this is a human being with complexities issues spiritualness like all these different things and so let's not look at them as a diagnosis. Not let's not look at them this way. So that's one thing I've appreciated throughout the learning process is that it's very human. And for me, I appreciate it too because I've gone through it. And I think that if I had been at a school where they dehumanize it in a way or they kind of make it clinical, like mm-hmm. super cool, like if we're like, like just like cold in a way. Don't it smile. Would, Don't yeah, smile. Don't make them laugh. Like it would have been Seriously. like, yeah, it would have been like hard on me because like I've been through it and I would have been like probably like very turned off of like, oh, really, this is yeah. like, like, so I like that it's human and yeah. I like that we, we understand that this is something that there does need to be love and compassion and empathy. Like obviously mm-hmm. 
professional manner yes. and that love, compassion, empathy, all these things can be professional. They yes. don't have to be romanticized like Hollywood or anything or mm -hmm. the world, anything kind of makes it. Yeah. That these are things that can be very professional and they can be used as actual tools. Exactly. Yeah. Like in your job. So that's one thing I've appreciated about CBU and that I like that I don't know if you would get from a secular school. Mm -hmm. Secular schools, like they don't like to talk about the spiritual aspects of humans. And I just believe that in every human being, there is a spiritual aspect to them. There is, there is something more going on than just, um, you know, a mind and a brain and like, there's more to it. Yes. And so I like that they take that. And I also like that culturally, they always do bring up that different cultures, like have things where they'll talk to their grandparents mm -hmm. or where some people get ghost sickness like yes. i don't know exactly what it is but there's just different things <laughs> that are very normal in cultures uh -huh. and i like that they bring it up so that we know not to to like take that and you know make it into something that's not like call them schizophrenic or something when they're very clearly not that's just completely normal for their culture and their spirit like their yeah. spirituality yeah and that was something that today professor uh, Rios Rios was talking about, right? And I, I really enjoyed some of the stuff that she was talking about today uh, and kind of in that aspect, in that, you know, kind of like um, the, the, the the culture, right? Culturally, there are things and we have things that, that are, you know, what is, you know, uh, abnormal, right? What was the definition? Was that, that was the word, right? Abnormal? Yeah, abnormal. And automatically like for me like abnormal okay something that's obviously something that's not normal you know it's, it's strange it's different but like I had to actually look it up because like hold on this seems a little deeper let me see let me look it up and then I was like ah oh, what society what society considers to be different or to be mm -hmm. a little offset like off you know that's abnormal so that those are like it was it was so interesting and that you mentioned that too that how that ties in that is like we the complexity of all that happens all that goes on you know kind of like in this realm in our in our minds in our lives right we talk about like our experiences our personal experiences right then the cultural experiences that are passed down to us then we talk about generational traumas that are passed down to us and then we just keep being a little bit further back right like what's in our blood what's in our mm -hmm. you know it's like it's it's so, it's so they've different. even been experimenting um or doing like um tests to see about like trauma and how it literally becomes biological like actually biological like in your blood yes and so that's why i like i feel like nothing's cut and dry nothing is black and white when it comes to treating people and you should go into it with that mindset so that you listen to them and that you don't prejudge and that you're really giving them the best treatment they can and that you're treating them like an actual human being and a human being is just extremely complex they're not something that you can like you know put into like a list of things like you can't really do that like we do these lists to try to help them but ultimately we're also allowing them to guide us through treatment mm -hmm. because if you try to go off a rigid list and you don't go off of what's actually going on you're not going to be giving them the best treatment they they can get yeah. Honestly, listen, as I'm listening to you, I could tell you, I'm going to say personally, I'm going to tell you, you're ready. Are you ready? You're, you're ready. You're ready to go out there. You're ready to go make some damage. That's awesome. That's how good your school is. Look at They already have you prepared. You're ready. You're ready. Oh, I'm an overthinker. So <laughs> I, 
So all these things like that were introduced to, it's like, I've already thought about so many, like the philosophers, everything. Like I think about different philosophers and I'll even think about their logic and where they're going. My, I do not like Freud. I'm going to. <laughs> Go, okay, let's say, let's, well, she brought it up. Everybody, she said it. She said it. Let's see. Let's see. Let's, I, we're listening. Tell us why you do not like Sigmund Freud. Sigmund Freud, right? Not, not the other Freud. Most his stuff while he was super high on like, I forget what. But he was yeah. super high. Was in shrooms? I don't know. He was on something. He was on that like good thing. stuff. He was on the good stuff. Have this thing about women having penis envy, which you got to oh. like at that at this point and then he said that him smoking cigars had nothing to do with penises which was really funny <laughs> and yeah. then like, is like um phases of like growing up i just thought were kind of odd i feel like i understand them to a degree and they have logic to a degree and that's uh -huh. the thing is stuff that's like yeah like this is the beginning of something good like it is but it's like but let's take this and like <laughs> Let's work with it more. <laughs> yeah, let's let's yeah, let's 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 talk about it. Let's go a little deeper on it. You know, and it's so so interesting that you bring that up because I think that that occurs a lot. That happens a lot, and especially when we go go back uh, to the history, right, uh, of psychology and the history of like counseling, and then even further back, kind of like where they derive and they get like um, they get pieces of the scripture, pieces of the Bible, which is like the original kind of like, you know, and then they kind mm -hmm. of feed off of that. And then it's just been just kind of, and then no, hold on. You know what? Let's, let me, let me change this. I am a, I am a philosopher. I am a scholar. And you know what? Let me, let me make it my way. And, you know, so there, there are some, some things out there that are, that are pretty interesting to say the least, right? There is. It's fun to read certain philosophers. And then Postmod, I think it's called postmodernism, the newest way of thinking, which is everyone is right in their own way, is very confusing and very, <laughs> very frustrating. I had a friend that was super into it, and I would get in discussions with him, and he would actively change the meaning of a word while we were talking. Please, please share. How does that? How does that work? Share like, with us, please. Word, and I would be like, okay, so what is this word meaning? And I was like, because a little while ago, this word meant this, and now you're using it again. And so if this word means this, and this is what you said. And so you he was like, the well, context of it? Or just yeah, the complete I the definition? Context. Yeah, I would get the context, everything. And then he was like, well, that's not what I meant that word to mean then. And I was like, <laughs> that's like, because he was very postmodern and thinking he can kind of just change the meanings of things and you know, like mold everything kind of to his facet, his, yeah. his himself. Yeah. And it was just frustrating because I couldn't have a conversation with him where we met anywhere because like that's postmodernism. It's like, you know, yeah. if it works for you, then it's good. You know, like if it's your truth, it's your truth because there's no actual truth. And it was just very, very confusing. Like I felt like trying to understand him, I get, I would get almost anxious. Like I didn't understand anything. Mm -hmm. And there was where that we could just meet, you know, and, and kind of like meet somewhere. So there's that's also that, that form of philosophy. <laughs> that's, that's dangerous. That is dangerous right there. That's dangerous. It is. It is because it starts to like question like super big things like is murder really wrong? Because if we're saying if it's really wrong, then some people can say that they don't think it's wrong. So in mm -hmm. their world, murder is not wrong. 
like it literally can go that far with yeah. the idea of postmodern way of thinking yeah. i'm like this is and just it, getting scary for real, yeah, it just gets way way too you know way too uh critical in a lot of areas and, and especially you know when you start throwing in now we talk about uh uh racial customs we talk about you know kind of history and we talk about all this stuff and you know it's just like there's so much that if we dig in too deep you know it's just gonna completely just take you sideways because there is there is no you know <laughs> there there is no if you try to think of it like that you know it's 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 too much and I think kind of like that that bring it back to kind of like that point of like you know for some I mean you could say like Sigmund Freud was human right and it's such amazing things well, that he did real demons like I read more up on him because I wanted to understand him okay more. okay this is good and he had um how many papers have you written on him already <laughs> I haven't read like um, a lot of things, but I just read about his background and uh -huh. he had um, things that he was trying to cure himself of from what I was uh -huh. hearing. And so from what I think it was him, he died from assisted suicide with a physician because he developed like a very, um, I forgot what kind of illness, um, but it was also like, he was very unhappy as well. I think he had like really bad anxiety and depression. And so a lot of what his research was was trying to cure himself of it mm -hmm. so yeah. that's what i read a lot about with sigmund freud it's really interesting yeah and i mean yeah in in this process that, that we go through you know um and kind of like from my experience and you know, i definitely want to hear your experience you know when i first came into the program it was definitely as a you know uh as a person, as a human being, right? I came into this program right in the in the beginning of like the, the the pandemic, you know. So it was kind of an interesting time for me personally, you know. Just had I just had babies when I meet my wife, right? And you know, so like life twins? was just what was that? You guys have twins? Uh, no, well, two daughters, but close by, so like about a year and a half apart. So you know, so have two daughters, two little daughters, and then just going through all this and then working from home, so locked up inside the office like all day and, and you know, just kind of going through all this and then can't go outside, can't do anything, right? Everybody has to wear a mask and then this whole pandemic and, and the COVID and the shots and like all this stuff and like it's like the end of the world and it's like the world is on lockdown and like all this stuff, right? And, and that's when I came into the program, into this, right? Because I was even separating my own personal stuff as a as a United States Navy veteran, you know, kind of with my own problems, my own things I got to deal with, you know, and like being like, oh, you have this, you have that, I'm like, oh, nice, okay. So like I have all these things. I'm like, you know what? There's nothing better than for me to be able to understand who the heck I am. What is what is wrong with me? Like, what is this all about? You know? So like coming into this and like understanding like more about like what is it that's wrong with me has just made me think of like more like oh my god this is this is also interesting because there never is going to be like a complete answer to everything but now I know where to look that's the good part right now I know and I'm looking at that right now that DSM-5 is right there you know to help <laughs> me right I'm looking at that book right it's right there on my little shelf right there you know should I turn it on my shelf hold on let me just see my shelf no I'm gonna mess it up hold on Oh, what did I do? See, look, see, look, everybody witnessed that. Look, that DSM probably right there. See that? I need a bookshelf. <laughs> that DSM probably right there. 
And as I'm looking at it, I'm just like thinking like, man, it's so amazing because I had no idea kind of like what this was. I had no idea kind of like what I was getting myself into, except uh, uh, I know I needed help, and but I needed more help of helping myself. So mm -hmm. doing this, my God, it has just helped me in such a way that it's amazing. And listening to everybody else that, you know what, I'm not alone. <laughs> We all come into this, you know, with our own our own baggage, you know? We all have our own little baggage, you know? We all have our stories, but to be able to, like, now, somehow, some way, help others and to understand not just ourselves, but understand that there really is not a complete, clear, you know, like, definition or, like, result of, like, this is the solution to it. But instead, it's like, hey, there is hope, there is there is alternatives, and there is an understanding that, you know what, like, we'll figure out a way, we'll, we'll be okay. You know, that's kind of like what, what this whole thing has done for me. So, you know, get a little deep right there. But <laughs> cry a little bit, oh my God, cry a little bit. For yourself, um, what is it, what has it been for you? Like, kind of like, since you've started the program for you, and kind of like since what you talked about, you know, going through your experiences, and having your, you know, your conditions and the things that you've been battling and stuff, like what has going through this program so far done for you as a person? I think um, I was super excited to just start it. And then going through it, there's um, some of the professors give like crazy good wisdom. Like um, there's been some professors that they've like, they've just like given you really good wisdom. There's one uh -huh. professor cultural and diversity course um and it wasn't him it was one of the other professors that I haven't had yet but I actually want to have him um and he went about talking about how words words like just like the true power of words like how really truly powerful they are mm -hmm. um, like how like you know it's even biblical like um, your tongue has the power of life and death um, but so like, I yeah, I remember like him, his, like one of his like things that we had to watch. And when I was listening through it, it was just like really, really like powerful. And so I think like just the wisdom from certain professors, I really like to um, take it in. Um, so that's one thing I really like through the program is like the wisdom from some professors. Um, and then like the stuff we're learning is definitely stuff that we need to know while in treatment I don't think I have all of it memorized at all though <laughs> like I kind of remember it like I'll remember it like, I'll be like so, oh, yeah, I remember yeah. but like saying that I know all of it like completely imperfectly not completely imperfectly um, I'm continuously like yeah review it <laughs> yes yes and for me it's over and over again carrying my little pocket these and fat belt of the day in class I saw somebody with a book oh no was it Brett who had that pocket DSM-5? Yeah, I think it was Brett that had the pocket DSM-5. Brett, that's so awesome. I need to get me one. Was it like the one. pocket DSM-5? I have no idea. I didn't even know it was the pocket DSM-5 until I saw it. I was like, whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I thought I thought it was cool because I was like, I have it on my phone. I got my DSM-5 here. No, there's an actual book. It's a, it's a little pocket. Man, it's awesome. Can't, can't deny that. And then that's awesome because DSM-5 has a lot of answers. Not all of them, but it has a lot. And that's so good. 
So, you know, definitely, I mean, look, it's been awesome. You know, it's been awesome having this session here with you, this episode. Um, as we're coming to that point, you know, kind of like to the close of it, getting close to it right now. Um, is there anything that you would want to share? This podcast is for us to listen and to remember these points of our lives and what we talked about and where we were at this point of our lives. And for other people, like literally like around the world, like, I mean, when I see the geographics of where people are listening, I mean, people are listening from, from Bahrain, people are listening from Australia, people are listening from, yes. And, and you know, it's like, wow, that's amazing. You know, I guess people who are in or interested in just look up psychology. I don't know. I don't know how they find it, but they find it. And it tells you right there that they're listening. And it's awesome. So for, I guess, everybody out there all over the world listening, right? What is your your uh, advice and, and your um, words of wisdom that you have for new coming um, students and for others that are interested kind of like in this, knowing more about this field, about mental health, about psychology, about counseling. What, what wisdom do you have to share on that? Um, I guess I would say when you're in the program and while you're going through your career, I just would say don't rush it. Um, just like take it as it goes. Um, yeah, don't rush it. Take it as it goes learn as you go because if you try to rush it then you're not like actually experiencing it in the moment you're not actually living your life in the moment and the whole point of this career is not like to really even reach a finishing ground it's to cultivate yourself throughout the whole process because even once you're certified you're going to continue to probably get um, specialties mm -hmm. and then if you have one specialty you're probably going to want to do another specialty and then yeah. once you um, maybe finish up five years, one place, you maybe you want to open up your own practice. Like, so uh -huh. this career is the kind of career that you literally can do so much in. So there's no point in trying to reach to any kind of finish line because you have so much that you can do. And that this, I can see people doing this career up until like, well, even beyond retirement, if it's something mm -hmm. that they have passion for. So I just would say to like, enjoy it use your senses like to find out what you actually really want to do in it and um and then also don't do it if it's something that you want money out of or anything like that do it because you have a passion for mental health because you find it actually interesting like mm -hmm. you find these things interesting and also because there's something within you that feels actually drawn to it because I feel like any kind of job that is so demanding of you as a person is something that you have to feel a passion for. Because if not, you're going to regret the money you, that you invested into it. Yeah, that is very powerful. Very powerful. Enjoy it. Take it in. Don't rush it. You know, like, get, you know, the best from it and, and not just... That's wonderful. I'm gonna take that personally. I'm gonna write that down and put that in my, put that in my, in myself. That was good stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. That was awesome. So, thank you so much. I appreciate for your time. You know, kind of like on this podcast. Um, it's been it's been awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate it. And to all those listening, um, thank you for uh, your continuing 
um, support to listening to this podcast, which is why we keep it going, because obviously there's people listening. And, and to all of those listening, thank you so much. And to each and every one of our, our friends and our, our, our cohort, you know, our, our family, it, it's amazing. Everybody keep up the great work. And hey, till next time, have a great one. Take care and just sit, relax, and you know what? Let's talk. Goodbye. Have a great one. Thank you so much. Goodbye.